Welcome to the Exploring Awareness Podcast. Join Dr. Frank Anderson and Lisa Berry in exploring new ways to live in this chaotic world and find peace and joy in the most unlikely places. Hi, and thanks for listening to the Exploring Awareness Podcast. We welcome you if this is your first time, and we welcome you if you've listened to several episodes and grateful that you're listening once again. I'm Lisa Berry, and I'm here with Dr. Frank Anderson. Hi, Lisa. How's it going? It is going. I don't, yeah, yeah. Is it, it's going. Yeah, I'm in a interesting place right now. I just, you know, the pandemic has been dragging on for a year and a half now, and it's getting kind of frustrating. We thought we were on the way out, and then we kind of nosedived back in due to a new variant. And I just want to, be aware and live in a place of love. It's just like going away to an island or something. I mean, you got to go to Burning Man, so you got that break of love. I feel like you got a break from from all this reality. I did the the Burning Man kind of organization, though they didn't sell tickets, right? And so people who usually go out there, I had a group that was going, so I joined them. We got to experience an approach to life. A little bit different perspective that I like to consider an exploring awareness type perspective. In episode number 23, we talked about what Bernie Man can teach about love and joy and self-expression and inclusion and things like that. And if you're interested in Bernie Man, you can listen to that episode again. We're in the middle of a pandemic still. And when we started this podcast back in January of 2020, we didn't know there was going to be a pandemic. It was just in the background. And then it really blew up in March, April of 2020. And then we've had all these highs and lows and very, very deep lows Mm. and very high highs and a transformation in our social network and our social fabric. Who knew that a viral pandemic could also cause so much social unrest? And it just calls out this idea that what we have in differences amongst ourselves is really minor compared to what we have in common. Yet it's led to some pretty ugly scenarios with people refusing to wear masks and threatening people's lives over orders to wear a mask. I mean, who who does that? And that's, for me, very disheartening. So when life gets this way, I look, you get to go to Burning Man, you get to refuel. And I listen to things and pick up books. And, you know, I love my, my Ram Dass. And I think we both have read Grist for the Mill. So I pick it up last weekend And I see this line, the natural state of the mind is pure love, which is not other than pure awareness. Could you you repeat that? Sure. The natural state of the mind is pure love, which is not other than pure awareness. So that's preaching both of our songs. I'm the love and you're the awareness and vice versa, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's when you emailed me that quote this week, I thought that would be a great thing to talk about because that is a 
the the conjunction of what you're all about love and I'm right. all about awareness, but we're both actually about the same thing. Right. But I love, I love the, when he says that the, the state of the pure mind is love. And so what would that mean in the face of a pandemic? Hmm. What does it mean if someone is um, doing something to help themselves that you don't think is right? <laughs> Whatever that might be, is that a reason? These are conditions that happen. These are ways that people think. Uh, these are reactions that people have based on their history and their understanding of the world. But if the true state of the mind is love, what should that look like in a situation mm. like this? Well, you're the one who always talks about how we shouldn't try to put words to things. And so for me, it's just a feeling. I did this Ram Dass, I'm loving awareness meditation. And that's all he says. And then you just unpack everything and unpile everything. And you just get down to the core of your being and, and who you are. And it's just love. And, and what does that look like? It looks like everything we've talked about in the last 57 episodes, non-judgment and awe and, and dealing with change. It, to me, it's, it's just the essence of life. And it makes me sad that people are so uncomfortable with the concept because it's everything and it's nothing at the same time. I don't know if that makes sense at all. No, no. I mean, you're right. It's hard. It's hard to use words because <laughs> you can use opposite words like you just did and kind of get at the same thing. Mm-hmm. Now, when we went out to the deep desert and mm-hmm. to have the, the camping trip and for people to share their artwork and their projects and their music and their uh, art cars and to create a culture of love. Of course, we were dealing with a pandemic, but people took care of it, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and there wasn't a lot of discussion about it either. We just... Uh, took care of it. It is hard for some people if the mind is constructed in a way that's judging other people. And our last episode was all about judgment. If our minds uh, are, are, are thinking that we know what's right for other people, it's all about what's happening in our mind and the value that we place on it. Now, it's not that we shouldn't value what our mind says, because our mind can help us in so, so many situations. But what happens instead of being locked in your thoughts and in your mind and in your judgments, you become aware of all of that. That's what we've been talking about in this podcast series, exploring awareness, And so if you explore awareness, there's something very loving that results from that. Because Mm. instead of being locked in your thoughts and judgments, you're freed into another place. And that place can be called love. Yeah, Mm. you can't think that and you can't force that. So you're someone in some ways are critical and and don't love (laughs) can be transformed into love with awareness. And I think that's the second part of what he's saying. 
Well, can we say like, we say the joy is always there. We just cover it up. Can we say the love is always there and we just cover it up? Absolutely. That's what he's saying. And that's what we're saying. Right. And we're saying that it isn't something you can force yourself to do. It is something you will discover about yourself if you identify as awareness. That's pretty big. <laughs> so if people are listening and going, okay, how do I identify as awareness? Just so they can, we can help them get to that place. Well, and that's why we do guided meditations every time. Right, right. Um, we use mindfulness techniques. And the first mindfulness technique is to become aware of the breath. So when you are sitting in a meditation and you're becoming aware of the breath, what does that feel like to be aware of the breath? So that's your starting point. Well, I'm wondering if your intention, you know, I'm big on intention. Does your intention have to be, I'm going to be aware of love. And you're, I just heard Dr. Anderson say, you have to focus on your breath and I'm going to focus on my breath and I'm going to feel love. I mean, is, is that how it works? <laughs> I'm asking the cynical questions. <laughs> yeah, no, but that's a, that's a good question. And you're asking a question because our culture likes you do X and you get Y. Right, exactly. So that's a fair question. And a lot of people would ask that question. And they say that's not, and they can become aware of your breath and say, well, that's not working. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm still pissed. I'm still angry. I'm still. Yes. I'm not feeling that love you're talking I'm about. I'm still not feeling the love. Right, right, right and, right. and then it can make it even worse. Right. So mindfulness of the breath is only the first part. <laughs> and a lot of people think mindfulness. Oh, you just breathe. That's the first part. But there's other parts. There's mindfulness of the body, which is also very grounding. And then there's mindfulness or mindful awareness of thoughts and mindful awareness of emotions. So the first part is to learn what awareness might be, right? I mean, you're breathing all the time, it's unconscious. So you stop to know that you're breathing. So the difference between breathing and knowing that you're breathing is something internal. It's like you know that you're breathing or you don't know. If you know that you're thinking, then it's different than just thinking. So if you're just lost in thought, you're lost in thought. <laughs> you're not aware of your thoughts. When you become aware that you were lost in thought, then you are aware. Now, do you know that you're aware? Are you aware that you're aware? Well, that's another question to ask yourself. And the answer will be, not be a thought, right? Because if it's a thought, you're aware of your thoughts. So awareness that you're aware of your thoughts puts you in a place that's very freeing, quiet, no words. It's like, wow, this is really interesting. It can be scary at first. You don't know what that means or what that is. But that's awareness or awareness of awareness, right? And, and somehow that feels like something really deep. Some people are afraid of it because it's like, well, what is, what is that? I mean, I'm losing myself in that. But, you know, the more you work with it, the, the more you might find out that actually is yourself. And if you start to like I feel your identity at your core, 
Yeah, that's different than your identity from your thoughts. And so perhaps your thought that I'm a this, that, and the other, and someone else is this, that, and the other, it's like, well, wait a minute. It's really not, there's really no difference between us. When you start having realizations like that, then then there's like love just emerges from that. You and someone else are so similar. Loving them is loving yourself and loving yourself is loving them. You said something really big, I thought, about being aware of your core, which is where the love and the joy is always there, or being aware of your thoughts. Which do you want to identify with? Which do you want to hone in on? Which are you being aware of? And I think that's huge, being aware of your core, which we used to say it a lot. I don't think we've said it much lately that the love is always there and the joy is always there. And then we just cover it up and we get conditioned and then we get beliefs and then we have thoughts in our brains and it's, it's all tangled that we were talking about that. And one word I kept thinking is like, wait, wait, you're getting, I'm getting all tangled up in this. And then you said, or you can be aware of your thoughts or be aware of your core and that kind of untangled things for me. Yeah. That's a great way to put it. Right. Because you can get all tangled up in this, like, you decide what's right and wrong for you and for other people and other right. people don't do that. And then right. you're like, well, and you listen to some news channels that will also like reinforce your negative views towards someone else. And those are the commercial radio stations. Uh, Lisa's a, a, you know, public radio, non-commercial. NPR, yeah, right. but, we don't do that there. But commercial radio, they need more listeners, right? I mean, there's a manipulation component to that. I'm convinced of that. Uh, and again, it, it doesn't matter which one you listen to. They want you to keep listening and they want you to be upset and they want you to create an other. And, and, and I mean, it's just fact of the matter. It's like create something to be upset about. Our human animals love that. We love to protect ourselves. We need to be aware of our threats and then protect ourselves from it. It's like a basic human instinct now, and it's going to be there. And I'm not saying it should go away. I'm just saying there's another step. You can watch all this happen, and then you can make a decision if it makes sense or not. Do you really want to take this and go out of the world and be a jerk? And, you know, if you do keep it up, but I'm just, there's another way where you transform this amazing thought processes that you have into something more universal that's, that's going to be true today, tomorrow, and the day that you die. We said something about, do you want to be upset? And I think that's where I'm coming from in this whole thing is like, no, I don't want to be upset. No, I, I said, do you want to be a jerk? Yeah, I know. I, I we heard that <laughs> before that you said be upset. <laughs> we, we heard that because jerks a judgment, isn't it? Well, yes. Okay. I'm aware that I oh. am calling 
some people jerks right when they're attached to their thoughts and being mean to other people right but before that you said about being upset and i always tell people i don't not into drama i don't create some people thrive on drama some people aren't alive unless something's wrong and they can focus on that i'm like i don't i don't need i've had enough drama will find you i'm not gonna create it and put my energy around it and and then i think a lot of the things that are happening in our world right now are upsetting and I don't want to yeah, be upset. They are upsetting. They certainly are. I want to, I want to get to my core and focus on love and joy and peace and know that it's there. And I already feel better just having this conversation. How lucky am I that I get to do this podcast with you and have these conversations and hopefully people listening can feel a little bit of it as well. Again, this is not something that I'm making up. This is something right. that I've learned over the years. And also because I've been meditating for a long time and practicing it and experiencing it, really. And it wasn't until the last couple of years that I really wanted to talk about it in a public forum like this, but integrated enough of what I'd learned to be able to talk about it. And so now we're talking about it and people can listen to Adya Shante and Jack Cornfield and Tara Brock and Dan Siegel and John Kabat-Zinn and any number of other good mindfulness teachers. Listen to the Ram Das recordings and all of these things will be said in different ways. And I know the guests on your, on your radio show say similar things, mm-hmm. you know, with different words from a right. different kind of cultural context. I mean, mm-hmm. I come from a kind of a Western medical context. Other people come from a Buddhist context. Other people come from, you know, Christian context. And there's all the different places that will be getting to the same ultimate spot, whether you call that God or Christ or Buddha or spirit or universe, whatever, it's all the same thing ultimately. And you'll know that you won't have to believe it. (laughs) You'll know it. You can call it a belief, but a belief again is going to be a thought. Knowing is different than believing. And it's very different than a belief. If you have a belief, there could be some doubt about it, but when you know, there's no doubt, you know, And all I know is love. And I feel like love is all there is. And I, I don't have a lot of the other experiences that you talked about, but it's, that's all I know. And I know it and I want to share it. And that's so important to me, but you said something else I wanted to go back to, too. You said until you experience it. And I was wondering if you could share with us when you're experiencing awareness or you're experiencing feeling these things at your core, what can you describe what that's like for you? Well, it is difficult to describe, right? Because it's a, it's a felt sense, but I do know when I was meditating and learning to practice and almost felt like I was out of my body, an out of body experience at first. Cause it's like, well, here is me. And here is the witness or the observer of me. And even some people, when they experience that, you know, they they think they've like had some enlightenment or something like, oh, here's me and here's the awareness of me. But there aren't two of you. (laughs) But it's 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 interesting and perhaps for people a first step in realizing there's more than just your thoughts. So then you'd be the witness, Mm. the observer. 
So you've heard, you've heard, have you heard that before? That I love that you're more than just your thoughts, because that's something I've been working on too. I've been hearing a lot lately is that you are not your thoughts. And then, then it's kind of, for lack of a better word, freaky to think about who am I? Am I, who's the thinker and what am I thinking and who am I and where do the thoughts come in? And, and I think a good way to say it is how you just said it. You are more than just your thoughts. That's a good way to lead yes. people down that road. And so you, so you have that experience, but you have to be careful because there aren't two of you. It's you, mm-hmm. you, you are, you are not your thoughts, but you're not not your thoughts. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So it's like, hmm, so how does that, how does that work? Right. Because yes, you are a, a human being with thoughts and you are in this life and you are moving around. Yet you're also a divine creature connected to the universe. And, and that that's a realization. Sounds new agey, but you can realize this at a deeper level and while you're having your thoughts. So again, it can be really interesting at first, and, and then you get used to it, and then it's kind of becomes more natural. And you move around the world a little differently, a little with a little more peace and calm, with a kind of a loving, accepting perspective. So it isn't anything that I'm thinking of. Now, let's say I get up and I meditate for 40 minutes and I go to work and I'm all connected. Let's say another day I don't meditate and I don't get enough sleep and I'm irritated and and, and maybe I'm not, you know, so connected. <laughs> so it's usually in retrospect that I can kind of see what happened or didn't happen, or sometimes in the present moment, but we have spoken about this before where at first awareness of your habits come a few days after you made your habitual event, whether that was positive or negative. The next time it might be a day, the next time it might be an hour, and then then it's right instantaneous, right? So perhaps when it's instantaneous, you're guided by your deeper self and not your habits, reactions, and instincts. You know, if that's not serving you, you can be guided by your inner resource immediately. So it's a process that in retrospect, you can see what happens. Um, A lot of times it means that things that you thought were important are now have been let go of, not necessarily because you let go of them, but it's because they fell off. Mm. Remember, we talked about that before. So you, this experience of awareness um, allows you to see things from a new perspective. And the things that, that may not be serving you may start to slough off. And sometimes that's hurts too. Like, well, wait a minute, I'm this, I'm this way, but it's really not serving me. And that, 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 that's going to have to stop. And so whatever habitual thoughts or ways of being that you had, maybe have to stop and that might be difficult. So these are all parts of this path of 
exploring awareness and learning to identify as awareness. Some people have it easier than others. You said something a few minutes ago that I it's just swirling in my brain and I want to go back to is that we're divine beings connected to the universe. And then you kind of gave a qualifier. Well, that might sound a little, uh-uh. You know how long it's taken me to learn that? And me just sitting here, a human being, we're all human. We can't forget that. And we often repeat, there's no dogma or group dynamics you have to participate in. You be you. Being your authentic self is is the goal of life anyway. But when you realize that you're a divine being connected to the universe, I th- I, and I get it. If you're not used to this or if you're new to conversations like this, you might be going, what is she talking about? But the more I feel that, the more I connect to that, the better life is. And so thank you for saying that because that's what I'm working on. You're welcome. And I think that uh, people that are open to that will enjoy that. And people that are going to be judgmental or think that sounds crazy or woo-woo or whatever, right. they're going to do that too. And But just know that if you think it's kind of kooky and woo-woo and stuff, you're you're closing off an opportunity to experience life at a deeper level. And you're hearing that from me because I've experienced that. Right. And so, I've learned it the hard way. So we have, you know, I'm experiencing it as we speak, something I'm working on now. But the more I think about it, the more I connect to that, the more I get to my core, the more it makes sense. And that life is such a gift and that we're divine beings connected to the universe. And I'm trying to like let go of the fear and look for the good. And I don't know, I hope it doesn't sound too woo-woo at this point, but to me, it's clearly the culmination of all the lessons I've learned in these conversations over this past year and a half that we've been talking. No, and I, you know, I honor your process and hope that you have, and I know you have self-compassion, you Mm. know, sometimes it's not as accessible as others. I've, I had the same thing and thousands, millions of people have gone through the same process Mm -hmm. And, and, and to take it on. It's challenging and it's, the hero's journey and other people might say, well, you know what? That sounds too woo woo and I'm not going to do it. And I'm just going to carry on. And that's okay too. Right. You, you, you choose your own journey. Right. But in some cases people are unhappy (laughs) or the people around them are unhappy. And so this is an opportunity for, for another way. And I, I do think that in, in many cases, this perspective has been kind of co-opted as an alternative or as a not mainstream pursuit. Right. <laughs> but but that's that's only because that's only a modern kind of phenomenon because adults have been doing this type of work for thousands of years. Um, especially in Asia, people don't stay adolescent you know their whole life. And this is really asking people to stop being adolescent. You mean grow up? Grow up and face the truth? Or what do you mean? Well, yeah, that's that's another way to say it. I like to be young at heart, though. So, I mean, you can still have Oh, yeah. Well, (laughs) 
thank God I've done all this work because I'm still very young at heart. I'm younger at heart than I was when I was a curmudgeon-y, closed-minded person. Not mm. that I really was never that closed-minded, but yeah. A lot of people my age who are kind of locked in. Right. Curmudgeons. You know who you are. <laughs> You're probably not listening. Or you probably turned it. Point. You probably turned it off by now. If you're right, that are still listening or not, right. welcome. Well, and that's what I want to say. Is like just be open to it. It's like we're we have no what's the word? We have nothing to gain by no. To, we don't even make any money off the right. podcast. There's no advertisements. Nothing. It's just a gift. Right, and we have no. We're not trying to persuade you i always say you can't make anybody feel or look at life any certain way all we can do is talk about it and open your mind up a little and lead by example and you you do you you do whatever works for you but i feel like when you talk about the possibilities of living your life this way and looking at life this way especially after everything we've been through for for the past year and a half I, I want to feel the love. I want to open my heart and I want to get to my core and I want to breathe and be aware and then open to my love and then share it with everybody else. That's, let's, let's do that then. Let's do okay. it. Let's do it. Let's experience that through working through kind of a, a meditation together. Okay. This is how we first met. So <laughs> Yeah, you asked you asked me to meditate to shut me up. Let's just get out there. Well, that's one way to look at it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the other way, the other way is like words don't work anymore. Let's okay. Right. Oh, I like that. Words don't work anymore. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I like that. That's awesome. And we always come to this point in the podcast where words yeah. just kind of like okay, mm. enough talking. Mm-hmm. let's actually do what it is we're talking about because we can talk about it forever. Now, this is a time when people also like stop listening. So don't do that. Keep your podcast player going and let's and join us in the practice. And so if you're resistant, become aware of your resistance and let go of your resistance or watch it fall off, whichever the case may be, and just sit yourself down and uh, acknowledge that you're busy and you got stuff to do and you really don't have time for this and you know your mind is jumping all over the place. Okay, have a seat and just focus on the breath. And take a few breaths. And just settle in for a few minutes. And all the thoughts and demands and ideas and Everything you can go back to, but giving yourself a moment here is actually 
an expression of love and self-compassion and also compassion for others. You can just stop. Know that you're breathing. You know, follow those air molecules from the outside of your nose into your nose. Around the curve, down your trachea. All the way out to the little sacs, alveoli. And they travel back out of those sacs and through the bronchioles and bronchi and trachea and back out into the world. And just even focusing and concentrating on that, you know, it's the first step in the journey toward awareness, mindful awareness, loving awareness. Don't try to overthink it, just just experience what it is to be aware of your breathing, aware of this act that's been going on since you were born. You know, a function of your body that happens no matter whether you're conscious of it or not. So unconsciously, you're breathing all day. The exact right amount of air is moving to keep your body perfectly in balance without you having to think anything. And just for some reason, now you're just aware of it. Instead of breathing, you know your breathing. And then move to your body. Scan your body from head to toe. And feeling all the bones and muscles and aches and pains and positions and where your body touches the ground or chair. Right? And then you're aware of your body. Whereas before it wasn't 
you know, you weren't, it was just there unconscious. Now we brought awareness to the breath, awareness to the body. And how does that feel? Right? If you're not thinking, if you're not fretting, if you're not worrying, there's it feels very calm. There's something about this mindfulness that can feel calming. Like a return to something more natural. Now we'll do the same thing with the thoughts, right? And um, even a thought of a thought, even a thought of no thoughts, but more, more likely you're thinking, you gotta get going, you got stuff to do, you're gonna be late, you're gonna be, you got deadlines, um, you've got uh, protests to go to, you've got, you know, judgments to make, you've got problems to solve. But let's right now take the same awareness that we used for the breath and for the body and apply that to the thoughts. And so from the place of awareness, the thoughts come and go like the breath. See them come, see them go. And then you say, hmm, there's something about this awareness bit that's very calm and steady. It's not affected by thoughts. It's not affected by aches and pains. It's just there. It's just pure. And you come to kind of realize, wow, I'm doing this and now I'm not so caught up in everything. You might see what you do and what others do from a place of awareness and, and, and And maybe from that is like a relief, a sense of just peace that you're not caught up in all this. And a sense of joy. It just was there. He just was all covered up. This sense of love this kind of 
in its existence, this opportunity, this potential, this freedom. A sense of connection with other people beyond just the thoughts. There's connection at this level of awareness that has this sense of love and generosity. And just feel into that. Then the thoughts will come and the doubts will come and the skepticism and the fear and the, it's like, this, how can this work? Okay, and it's just, again, be aware of your breath. Go back to that awareness. Just be aware of the thoughts as they come. And with awareness, they go. And you do this over and over. And then you rest as awareness. And then see what emerges from that in your life, in your interactions, in your plans. in your choice of words. We'll see how people react to you if you're approaching them from this perspective. Right, and this is an instant you've got to practice opening to the, your own sense of awareness and taking that love and generosity into the world, not just for your own benefit, but for the benefit of all. And perhaps life will seem more fulfilling and more authentic and more meaningful, no matter what you're doing. And no matter what someone else is doing. your choice. And 
And so practice this exploring awareness with mindfulness techniques every day in the morning, 20 minutes if you can, 30 or 40 max. And if you forget a day, that's okay. Just pick it up the next day, you know, at this top. You can do this for the rest of your life. But we'll stop now with a couple of breaths. Then we'll see if Lisa wants to do the two-week meditation challenge. What's that? <laughs> Meditate every day for two. Oh, weeks. oh, I know. You said a half an hour. I'm like, hmm, like 40 minutes. I'm like, hmm, for the rest of your life. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. I mean, sure. Yeah. Well, were you making this two-week challenge thing up or what are you talking about? I'm just. No, I think that it's good to set a goal for yourself if you want to try to meditate every day for a week or for three days in a row or five out of seven days, you know, make a plan for how you might want to practice this on a regular basis. I was thinking, this is like the third time today that I have meditated. Wow. Is that just the plate? I wake up in the morning and I try to be there. And then before we started recording, I told you I did the Ram Das, I'm loving awareness meditation. And now I just meditated with you. It's kind of like my coping mechanism these days. Everybody, I don't know, you, you, what do you reach for to try to calm yourself? And so I'm trying to reach for meditation to calm myself. So well, don't forget, I, you're already calm. So you're using meditation to discover, uncover the, your calm okay. nature that already exists. All right. Well, all right. Good to remember that for sure. For sure. Well, thank you for the meditation and for all your wise words. And thank you who are listening. Thank you for all your questions, your unending <laughs> questions. For me and for everyone listening, I want yeah, everyone, exactly. I, I want everyone to understand this. I mean, that's what else can I do? I can't go into your house and say you must meditate and you must find it. No, I just let's talk about it. Let's put it out there, and hopefully, people will hear it and think, "Hmm, that might make my life better." I'm I'm all about well being these days. It seems like life is so challenging. If we can do anything to help people find their calm, find your calm, find your calm. And let's make the world a better place. It doesn't right. have to be what other people are saying. Mm -hmm. It can be the world that you create for yourself. Right. And we all do it together. And if everyone was to do this kind of work, the world would be very different. Mm -hmm. There's no doubt about it. Right. You know, people would go to um, prison and all of a sudden start meditating and you then change a violent, competitive very difficult place into like a peaceful, mm. loving place. It's, it's very, very powerful, but in a very subtle way. Well, that's my goal. And we appreciate you listening. We always do this at the end. We should do it earlier. But if you want to email us, exploringawareness at gmail.com is our email address. We're on Facebook, 
Twitter and Instagram. So reach out and let us know what you think. Yes. And try to do your practice every day, but whether or not that works, we'll see you again really soon. Thanks for listening. Have a great week, everybody. Bye-bye. This podcast is not an attempt to practice medicine or provide specific medical advice, nor does use of this information establish a physician-patient relationship. Listening to this podcast does not replace medical consultation with a qualified health or medical professional to meet the health and medical needs of you or others. If you are having problems, please see your primary care provider or your local mental health professional.